They get human. When they the reveal, they, the engagement goes up dramatically. Human nature is, I want to know you. It's, it's not just about post a product, but like how you're educating your consumers to actually do good. I'm actually interested in influencers who are so focused on purpose and impact that the community is ready to follow them. When we say culture of voice influencers, these are those that are using their platform to, you know, to engage with a cause that they believe and they can make the impact. That if I can deliver a technology that makes the planet better, the reward and what happens to share price and economics will take care we'll of take themselves. Care For me, is everything we do in terms of strategy and ideas, what is the purpose behind how we're adding value, how we're making impact? We agree on that, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So I, I always think sustainability actually is about long-lasting and staying power. Impact is impact. Hi everyone, it's Mara Genovese here, founder and president of Imaging Power. Imaging Power is a global digital marketing powerhouse and this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Thank you so much for being here once again with us, listening to another amazing episode. Today, I'm so honored and so delightful to have with me John Mello. So John is the CEO of our parent company, Amaris, who is leading the way for a long time to a more sustainable future, reshaping the beauty industry to clean chemistry and empowering consumers to live through education and high-performing using sustainable products. John is a visionary, he's an inspiration of mind, and I am so, so happy that he's dedicating a time today to be here in person for the first time. We are having a guest face-to-face, -face, and then how better person I could wish for than John Mel. John, thank you so much for being here and for dedicating your time to be talking to me like it's a, it's a dream come true. I have to say, first of all, thank you for having me here. And uh, with your energy, I don't know how I could do this if it wasn't live, right? <laughs> this is actually the only way to do a podcast with you. Um, and it is great to be doing activities live again. Uh, I just think as humans, we were meant to be together and to create and to inspire each other uh, at a human level. Uh, so great to be here live. Um, and you know, you're so generous with your introduction. At the end of the day, uh, you're the one who's inspiring, you're the one who's doing, you're the one who's actually setting the standard for how influencer marketing should work. And so uh, thank you for the inspiration, thank you for the amazing uh, brand and company you've built, and uh, so great to have you as a partner. Yes, no, I'm just like delightful, like John, uh, you know, for, for, for you guys that are, you know, listening to us uh, and, you know, getting to know me uh, better throughout the episodes that we're having here on our podcast. So, John, uh, before we become uh, partners, so John was, uh, you know, one of our, our clients. Uh, we started working together four years ago uh, with the first consumer brands that they launched called Biosense. Biosense is leading the way now uh, when it comes to, you know, to clean beauty. And uh, we met and it was, uh, you know, straight away uh, a great connection and we've been working together for four years and then last year we became partners and I'm so grateful and uh, I can stay here talking a lot about, you know, how I can, you know, how Joe inspires me and how he's empowering us uh, to continue to grow. But today we're here to talk about, you know, sustainability, the industry of beauty clean beauty and John is the person that is just like throughout his vision he's really changing the game in this industry of beauty and sustainability and clean beauty so John our podcast is all about you know talking about like how social media influencers community how they're changing the game you know when it comes to you know to to brand uh marketing to how brands are communicating with their consumers uh, but before we go into there just wanted you to tell a little bit to our audience you know how you started with your vision with Amaris and what was you what was your purpose when you decided to go to that path of you know 
changing the way of like how consumers consume beauty products and what what was you know the link of your vision to sustainability just you know for the audience to understand a little bit more about what you have been doing the past 10 years sure um and it's probably good to go back and talk about uh, my history a bit which is i've got a history that's really been at this intersection of brand marketing consumer uh, and i'll call it deep technology disruption um, and so when I was called, I was recruited by, uh, at the time, I still say today, John Doerr and then Al Gore to join this amazing company. It was a company who had a great technology initially with an investment from Bill Gates to prove the idea that you can highly engineer an organism to make better chemistry. Really with the notion that a lot of chemistry is rare. As a matter of fact, the best chemistry in the world comes from nature and nature by its definition, is limited to what's available, right? So if all of a sudden we have billions of consumers in the world and they're all consuming the same kind of chemistry, we're going to hurt our planet. And we're going to really cause a bigger problem, which is not only we're going to hurt our planet, we're going to take away choice from people. We're going to take away cures from people. And so I was truly inspired to join the company's first project, which is an anti-malaria compound funded by Bill Gates, with this idea that we could take that technology and make renewable chemistry and remake our planet in a more sustainable, safe way for everyone. Um, and, you know, since starting, uh, we've obviously had a lot of ups and downs. We've learned a lot. Um, and really starting in 2012, we started creating the company you're experiencing today, mm -hmm. a company that's now the leader uh, in consumer brands in some of the most interesting categories, skincare, hair care, uh, color, clean color cosmetics, uh, children's skincare uh, and more to come uh, and it's exciting to me that we could actually take real technology real science and start to remake the world of beauty the world of fashion in a way that could inspire and move the industry to becoming more sustainable to becoming better for the consumer and for our planet so that's uh that's why we do what we do we, we want to do we want to do better three ways better for people better for planet and we think of people as better for the inside and better for the outside. That's, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, like the, the story a few times, but every time I hear you talking, it's just like, it, it makes sense to see, to see what we're doing together. Because, you know, to, you know, to think about, you know, the planets and to think about the people and the future, like I always talk about like the future of our children that we need, you know, to think about the future, like what's the planets that we'll be living in. And uh, it's, it's so inspiring. But you mentioned something about like, you know, uh, to inspiring consumers to have a better choice. So how, you know, because it, today is all about educating, right? So there's still a lot of education needed when it comes to, you know, consumer choosing the right products for them. So what is the role that you like on your vision, like now with, with social media, with the influencers and, you know, of course, you know, celebrities and all these platforms that we see out there, like TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram. So we have much more media content to consume. A lot of brands, you know, creating content across all this platform. So how to break the noise within, you know, all this content and media that we are every day, you know, being, as I said, being consuming to actually educate our consumers about, you know, what are the right choices they could do and then what's the importance of thinking about what you put on your skin, on your hair. So what is the, the role that you see that these platforms are playing on actually driving the brands? Sure, I, I think it's important to step back and talk about a really simple concept, this idea of democratizing sustainability. Mm -hmm, love um, that. And like what, what that really means is this, a lot of us and a lot of consumers uh, will sit there and say, oh, corporations have to make the planet better. Oh, government needs to fix this problem. And at the end of the day, we consume. Mm -hmm. We consume we every single day. Uh, we are the people that are in corporations. We are the people that are in government. We the people, we the people have an opportunity to make the planet sustainable. For that to happen, I think the masses need to move. Yeah. Right? But the masses move one consumer at a time. 
So coming all the way back to your question, like what role do influencers play? I start with brands and influencers. Brands aggregate communities because they aggregate yeah, consumers. They and influencers are a voice, a voice of that brand that can connect with communities, okay? If, you, if we start seeing those pieces, connecting those dots, then I believe, and I would, I would challenge every influencer out there, that influencers and brands have a huge responsibility huge. for their voices to actually become the voices that move the masses to change their behavior and take on the responsibility of one consumer at a time, making our planet better. And it matters deeply, like even if you don't care for yourself, think about think it, like it. how can you look in a child's eye and actually sit there and say, oh, I'm gonna consume any way I want because it feels good. Yeah, whatever is left of the planet, that's okay, you'll deal with it. That's just not that's right. right. It's just not right. I, I was just, um, just this weekend, I was uh, having a dinner and uh, we were talking about the island I'm from, the island right. of Piku and the Azores. And we were talking about how amazing uh, the butter and the milk is from that island. And we really got to, uh, we really got to the ecosystem of that island, of the biology in that island. And we got to, well, it's clear why the milk and the butter is so good. It's because the cows are grazing natural grass. And the natural grass has proteins from nature that most natural grass doesn't have. So you get amazing butter and milk. Now imagine yeah. our children not being able to enjoy those level of nutrients in the butter and milk they consume because we've damaged our planet. That's why I think it's so important that every consumer and more importantly, every influencer feels and carries the responsibility of their voice, voice yeah. moving everyone into action in a way that they consume more sustainably. Totally right, you know, because like influencers today, like because when I started with the business five years ago, there was just like, what is the, the role that influencers are playing when it's social media, when it comes to the content that they are publishing? So there was just like more about like, oh, just post with a product and, you know, and, and see how your audience will engage. But like as the industries evolve now, it's it not just about post a product and say that you're using it, but like how you're educating your consumers about what you are consuming and how you're using your voice and using your voice as a cultural voice to, to actually do good for, you know, for your audience and do good, you know, for, for it, the responsibility is so high that those influencers that they have nowadays that, uh, that I think that's why the industry is shifting because the influencers now they're not collaborating with every brand they're approaching to them. So there's a conscious now of, okay, if you're approaching me to collaborate with this brand, so let me do a research first to understand what is this brand is about? You know, what are the communication that this brand is doing? What is the purpose of this brand? Is there any meaning on this campaign that they're doing? So they're not more accepting all, you know, the engagement of like paid partnerships that they had in the past, because more and more they're getting this consciousness of the importance and the impact of their voice. But I agree with you that it's both way. So I think it's the influencers' voice, but also the brands has this responsibility as well to use their platform to a good cause, right? To, to educate it and to engage consumers in a way that they will feel uh, more conscious about when they're like, choosing what they're going to you know, buy. Like we talk about beauty here, but like we all want it to be sustainable, right? Like we, on a day-to-day. -day. And talk about sustainability, there is a... Like, Sustainability, when you talk about sustainability, one day we had a guest and he asked to me, are you sustainable? Like, what do you do on your day to day? Because I think like to talk about sustainability, start talking about what you do, what you're doing yourself, you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, like what you buy, but what you're doing on your day to day to actually support, you know, the world to be a better world when it comes to sustainability. And that's the question I want to do to you because like you have, of course, you like, you know, what you're doing with Amherst, with all the brands and the way you wanted to change the way consumers consume beauty. But on your day-to-day, -day, do you, how, 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 tell me a little bit more about your day-to-day -day of like, as a person, how you were living your life more sustainable overall? Yeah, no, I'm happy to address that, both in what personal actions do I take, but then secondly, who am I accountable to yeah. around sustainability? Um, and, but I don't want to lose the point you made about influencers. Look, I think 
I think like most messages, they have a double side, okay? Yeah, they and, do. And I think about impact is impact. What do I mean by that? I think an influencer who has a purpose and really focuses their purpose on impact actually has significant more impact for themselves and for society. Mm -hmm. And we're Absolutely. seeing it yeah. more and more now, right? I think this notion, and we see it in the data, like we, we work with you and influencers all the time, and it's fascinating to me that some influencers get so caught up in how big is their audience that they actually don't realize all their audience cares about seeing a fancy picture, but they would never do what the influencer says. And you see that in the numbers. I'm actually interested in influencers who are so focused on purpose and impact that the community is ready to follow them. Because an influencer with big audiences that don't follow them are a complete waste of money and time. I don't give a shit how big their name is. And I think that's the opportunity for the influencer community is to actually stand back and say, what is meaning and purpose and how do I impact? Impact, yeah. How do I impact? I think back to your question about how I live my life, it's simple. First of all, I'd say, uh, I think so far as a company, we've invested two and a half billion dollars by being able to or to focus our technology on making better chemistry. That's where like I put my money where my mouth is around sustainability. I do that even at the sacrifice short term to what our share price might look like because mm -hmm. I'm very focused on making the planet better with a deep belief that if I can deliver a technology that makes the planet better, the reward and what happens to share price and economics will take care it's of themselves. It takes deep belief to do that. I think secondly, everything from uh, the electric cars in my household to uh, wanting solar to having a fully sustainable house in Portugal, every choice I make, I make with that end in mind. How am I lowering my overall carbon footprint and making it better? To sit and say, I'm completely sustainable is complete bullshit, bullshit because the reality yeah. is we all do things that aren't completely sustainable. But my last point on this is my accountability. Who am I really accountable for? I'll tell you. My 24-year-old daughter does not let me get away with an instance where I'm not making the right choice for our planet. And that actually is super interesting to me. That's why I have hope. I have hope because I believe there are a generation of young people who are actually deeply passionate and do do the right thing and they hold do. us accountable for it. Absolutely. And Joe, you talk about numbers. It's very interesting. I want to pick up in there because like, that is something that we are trying to demystify with our clients when we are you know, putting strategies together. Because again, now it's not just about the numbers of the influencers, but like how they are using their platform to make an impact and how authentic they are when they actually you know, talking about, you know, a brand or a product or even talking about like their own life because now our consumers, they're much more savvy, right? So they can, they can feel when it's authentic, when it's real, what you're talking about it. And the number became a vanity metrics. Like you don't see the, I, we talk a lot about like numbers and uh, I remember we had a conversation that before we look at more like in terms of impressions and views, but nowadays engagement is much more important than any other metric because we are much more interested in how you're engaging your audience, what's the impact you are creating, and to create the impact is through the engagement, right? How much you're engaging your consumer to behave differently based on what you are actually sharing with, with, with your audience. And then there is still you know, a lot of, you know, influencers out there that they still think that because they have the big numbers that they can make, you know, a bigger impact, but it's not. Of course, there's a tons of influencers there that have big numbers and yes, they can still make an impact, but we cannot think that just number means engagement, numbers mean impact, right? It's just need to look at like, what is, what is the authenticity here, right? What is the meaning behind that content that this influencers is posting? And it's fascinating to see that more and more we're looking into influencers that are using, that we call like cultural voices influencers, right? Because when we say cultural voice influencers, these are those that are using their platform to, you know, to engage with a cause that they believe and they can make the impact. So I love that you mentioned uh, that. And moving a little bit to, you mentioned about democratization of sustainability. And now we're talking about, you know, like everyone is talking about Web3 and Web3 is all about like democratization of, you know, the internet and how now 
influencers will be much more free in a way you know to use you know their platform without really have to rely on brands to monetize you know that's what ab3 is coming with you know the virtual spaces and the metaverse and the nfts so this is kind of really gonna change the game so you're not there yet something that is coming is gonna take time for us to see the shift but what is your perspective especially when it comes like you know for consumer you know the consumer brands like how do you see the web3 changing the way we engage with consumers i'm not sure if you have the you know the time to think about it uh because it's gonna be you know a completely new world so we really like it it, it is coming so the virtual space the gamification you know the nfts i know like the past three months we have you know a lot of talks about nft uh, because of the, you know, the, 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 the cost of crypto that, you know, just like there's a lot of noise around cryptocurrency, but it's, it's happening and will happen. And the brands, as well as the influencer, will have a huge responsibility on educate consumer on how to engage on these new platforms. So what's your, your thoughts, your view on the, on the Web3 and the democratization and sustainability? It's all about the new technologies for Web3. How can you make that sustainable, right? Because the NFT is something that like a lot of the brands that we work with, like Biosense and our like EcoFabulous, the brands to come make up. Like we're trying to think, okay, like if you want to enter to NFT, how can we do NFT but sustainable? So just wanted to to type into that and see what's your thoughts. Sure. I mean, I, I mean, first on your point about um, having time to learn. The good yeah. news is that's why I have you and an amazing team <laughs> at MGM Power because you're learning all the time and you're sharing. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, I, I think your point on sustainability is a really important one, which is this. Um, it, we've seen it on social platforms. It's fascinating to mm -hmm. me. Like, tell me an example of a social platform that's really sustainable. And I would say not so much, not so much. right? Because actually it seems like every year or two, there's a new one that everybody's flocking to. Mm -hmm. uh, initially Facebook, then Instagram. Uh, the only good thing Meta did is they actually bought uh, a lot of different platforms. That way people can move around from one to one and one to the other and Meta still wins. But then there's TikTok and what TikTok's doing and really disrupting uh, and what's happening with video. I mean, like, it's almost like every new evolution, every. you actually see the next winner show up. So as a result, I'd say nothing is proven to be sustainable yet. And I think for the influencer, that's such an important message. Like the idea that you have a big audience if that audience isn't engaged in you, if you're not a leader that has amazing followers, your model is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So I, I always think sustainability actually is about long lasting and staying power. And sustainability applies to everything. It applies to everything. everything. It applies to you, it applies to your business, it applies to an influencer, it applies to our planet. And so I would say in observing most mega influencers, I haven't seen their model be sustainable because they very quickly become greedy and forget that their audience is actually who makes them. And I don't, that's a, that's a general statement. I think there are yeah. many examples of great. And great usually means much more human and real, okay? Mm. I, I remember having uh, a conversation with David Beckham and he, I had been observing his numbers. And so I met with him and we talked about his numbers. And I said, you know, David, it's interesting. Every time you post you and Harper playing, your numbers are off the charts. That's interesting, isn't it? And by the way, that's consistent across a lot of the megas I follow. When they get human, when they, they reveal, engagement. They, the engagement goes up dramatically. What does that tell you? Like human nature is, I want to know you. And the more you show up as it's really not you, the faster I'm going to not follow, follow what your guidance time. is. And it's hard to monetize if I don't really follow you, right? Yep. Uh, I can be present as a number for you, which is different than I'm actually gonna like click on and respond and be part of your community, okay? I, I think your point about, so where does this all go in the metaverse and like this personalization and Web 3.0? I actually have a very simple view on this. And my view is this. Um, I actually think Web 3.0 is a, a powerful set of tools that enable the influencer community to really achieve their full earning potential. And I think that is super powerful. Very. And as, as a brand owner, somebody who owns nine and soon 10 or 11 brands, 
I actually am inspired by that because what I want to do is create a place where an influencer and their community can feel safe and connected with a tool set that can enable them to earn. I think the notion that you go out there and you pay some big person a fee because they have access to you, but the majority actually can't earn their way, doesn't work for me. Uh, and I think the we're living in a world, especially in the current economic uncertainty that we're all facing, that what individuals want is to control their destiny. And what better way to control your destiny than you, through a tool set, can actually monetize your time. You can actually decommoditize your individual time. Mm -hmm. And you do that by value add. And you do that by value add in a way that enables you to earn your full potential. You do that by being able to take products that you believe in, introduce them to your community, and actually earn the power of your influence. So I'm, I'm super inspired by Web3.0. I'm super inspired by the metaverse where all this can coexist and actually connect. Um, and I, I feel like both in MG Empower and what we're doing across our brands, we will invest a lot in tools and access to enable creators to earn their full potential. And I love that you mentioned about the safe. I think that's the word like we'll be, you know, looking for the web web three. It's just like how to, you know, engaging consumers and creators within this new technology space, but in a safe way, right? How to actually add the inclusion, but also educating them that is a safe place to be if you are putting your brand within that new, you know. Uh, possibilities of metaverse and because I think that's the question that everyone is having at the moment like how safe that would be when we all go into this virtual space metaverse or start consuming NFT and I think it's going to be super important for brands and influencers when they partner together that there is this you know um, collaboration that feels right for both And then I think both will have a responsibility on the Web3 to create safe space, educating, and also engage consumer in a positive way once they are you know, engaging on the virtual space. But I love the fact that you mentioned about human connection because it's something that I truly believe as well. So how can we combine you know, these new technologies that will come? And as you mentioned, like every, you know, having, you know, working within the space, it's not just every, every month there's a new thing happening. So every month TikTok is launching a new tool within their platform. Now TikTok, you, you can actually, you know, there's a call traction that you can shop directly from TikTok, which before you didn't have. So now it's like, okay, now TikTok, you can buy directly from TikTok. And before you couldn't, only on Instagram, because of the swipe up of the stories. And then we go to the brands and say, oh, but now with TikTok, you can actually get direct to consumer to go to the website. And then you have to change the strategy because you have to ask the TikTok into it because now you can monetize directly from TikTok. So everything is changing all the time like twitter now have stories and then you can have swipe up on stories on twitter we can have a call to action to a website so there's a lot happening every single month and uh and we have to be adapting you know our strategy to our clients to our brands including the brands from Amaris, but adapting if it makes sense for the brand that's something that we've been educating a lot of our clients it's not just because There is this movement of so many you know, new, new ways of engaging with your consumers, new platforms, and of course, the NFT. At the beginning, all the brands like, we want to do NFTs. I'm like, okay, but you know that in order for you to do NFT, you have to have a purpose. What's the objective? You cannot just do the NFT because everyone is doing NFT, right? So you have to think strategically why I'm doing NFT. Because if you want to do NFT because every brand is doing NFT, then it's, 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 it's not going to work. So it's investment, they're not going to have to return. So I think it's just more for the brands and they said, yes, we need to see what, you know, the industry is going when it comes to social, digital engagement, different platforms, but also thinking strategically what is right for you to be at the right time rather than just being like jumping into, you know, to other platforms. But how can you combine all of that and you still have the human connection because it's so important. And when it comes to human connection, my, you know, the, the, my belief is that You know, how can we create those experiences virtually, you know, through a live selling shopping that we're doing quite a lot now with, you know, the brands from Amaris, but also combine that with an experiential, you know, as well, uh, activation that you can have, 
your consumers coming to see the brands and experience your brands and get to know which is a great example from Costa Brazil, right? From the pop-up in New York. And I think that was genius of having the selling live in shopping with seeing the pop-up because then you can have, like we could have the selling shopping that we can have audience watching the live, but also having people there as well watching the live and having the experience of the product of the brand. So it's like, how can we still, you know, jumping into new ways of, you know, communicating with our, with our consumers, but not losing the human connection because it's so important. And I, I've, you know, I, I tell that to the team all the time, like, let's be disruptive, let's use the technologies, you know, to our favor, to the favor of our clients, but not forget that consumers, they are human and we still need to create those experience where we can have that, uh, that human connection. And then when I personally think about Web3, that's it's kind of my concern of like, okay, we, we need to go there and we will go, but how can we go there? But it's still creating this opportunities of, you know, face to face and, 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 you know, leaving the brand and creating communities, not just on social, but creating communities that we can meet your community, right? It's so important to get the chance to say, okay, I'm building the community online, but how can I actually meet my community face-to-face? -face? So create those groups of engagement face-to-face, -face, I think it's gonna be so, so uh, important uh, for, for Web3, for us not to forget that. I, I, wanna, I wanna highlight like maybe three messages here. And the first one is around your point about um, brands doing what's right for them mm -hmm. and the danger in that statement. Okay. Okay. So just think about this brands, what's right for them. I, I I'll use TikTok as an okay. example. Okay. So, you know, I've had several brand leaders and, uh, like we, we operate our brand portfolio with, uh, brand presidents or brand general managers that each lead the brands. Right. Okay. And you'll hear a brand leader say, you know, this TikTok thing, I just don't get it. Okay, now I, I want you to really think about that. Okay, the real, the real message there is, does it matter that you don't get it? No. No, no not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not, not at, all. at all. So if you start with what's right for the brand and the brand is being led by someone that is judging what's right based on their set of experiences, guess what? Innovation, doesn't, innovation happen. doesn't happen. No, but doesn't you cannot happen. look at your own perspective. When I say just like right for the brand, I mean, it's just like going to there, but strategically thinking like what you like we're talking about, what's the impact you're creating on that platform and not just doing it just because you feel like you have to do it. I think it's very important to like TikTok is no brainer. Every brand should be on TikTok. But that's not the case. Like, yes, it is a no-brainer, yet how many brands are sitting on the sidelines? But I actually think that's your role. Your, your role and what a brand should be expecting you to do is make them uncomfortable. If you're making a proposal that a brand's sitting there saying, well, I'm not really sure, I'm not sure this is right for me, that's what they should do. Because and actually, I love doing that, that's, right? Well, that, know, that's like, taken that them to I the love edge. to fight against it, yes, and do and, what brands don't think that they could do. It's, it's not fighting, it's survival. Like, you got to think about it. If somebody's fighting, it's like a horse when you're trying to pull them to water and they're sitting there fighting you, right? Yes. It's the same thing. You're trying to take them to water to survive and they're sitting there fighting you because it's not right for them to walk down that steep step. Go. Go, go and counter. But that, yeah, but like, it's true, like, great point because I mean, not just like talking about like, you mean like leadership and skills and presence of the brands of Hermes, but like, let's think overall. How you change the mind, like for example, like, you know, like let's say another brand of our clients of ours, if I'm offering some disruption, you know, and uh, they think that's not right for them, but I feel like it's right for them to go to the next step. How do you, as a leader, as you a do CEO, it. You do it. No, but... You do it. No, seriously, look, I, I think innovation comes from experimenting. Okay. okay? I truly believe and, that And experimenting too. comes with a lot of failure. And the faster you fail, the faster you learn. So again, I, I go back to the same scenario, okay? If somebody's telling you, I'm not sure I'm gonna try TikTok, and in the back of their minds, it's I'm not sure it's gonna work for me, that's exactly that's what you wanna do. do. And you do it as an experiment, you ring fence, and you say, you know, in this geography or with this uh, consumer set or, you know, with this brand, I'm gonna try. It's all about test and learn. And, and you got to try like three or four times very quickly because the first time is nothing more, nothing no more thing. putting my feet in the water. So you put your feet in the water and you say, was the water cold or hot? That's just a piece of data. Mm -hmm. Was the water cold or hot? 
Then you can decide if it's cold, well, I'm not sure I like cold water, so I'm going to warm it up. Or if it's hot, you might say, well, it's a little too hot, I'm going to cool it down. Then you can take an action. But you have to sense. To sense you have to right. put your foot in the water so you can sense. It's a life-selling element, right? And we've been talking a lot about it. Like, like life-selling, all the brands like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do life-selling shopping. I'm not sure if that's the right offer. But it's not about wearing a shirt. You have the, the, the to consumer, do life-selling shopping. Exactly. The consumer is like, doing do it. it. And then if you don't sell, that's okay because you got the data. And you understood like that the offer didn't work, or perhaps the promotion before the live didn't work. That's fine. Then you do again until you find the rhythm that is actually working. But to have the expectation, like again, is the same as TikTok. They're gonna do a live selling shopping, and you're gonna sell millions of products in half an hour. It's a. Uh, it, it's not. We've happen. done. We've done. I think in the last ninety days, uh, seven or eight live selling sessions. Okay. Mm -hmm. in the last ninety days, we should have done fifty or sixty live selling sessions. Okay. Why does that matter? Because every live selling session, we become much better. By the way, with only seven or so live selling sessions, it's now become one of our fastest growing sales channels. So it doesn't take a lot, but you actually have to, have do, to do it. it. You, you have, have to, to do, do it. it. Yeah. I, I think your piece about human is absolutely right, but I'd add a second word. Okay. Um, web 3.0, web whatever, because I'll come back to that point, actually is about human connection with value add. And without value add, it doesn't work. So you have to actually always ask yourself, what is the value add I'm bringing? Am I educating? Am I connecting? Uh, am I accessing? What is the value add? Uh, and I think Kind of the last point I'll make on this on this topic is this. My mentor on the internet was uh, Andy Grove. Uh, okay. Andy was one of the founders of Intel. Um, and, you know, I was working for a big oil company and my boss was on the board of Intel and he said, hey, go spend some time with Andy and let Andy teach you about the internet. Because this is like, you know, uh, 98, 99, 2000. Okay, internet was becoming a big thing and everybody was like, what are you doing? Right. right? And, and Andy... So, so, so brilliant, right? He taught me two simple messages. Like, first of all, don't forget, it's all about basic economics. So show me the discount of cash flow, tell me how it improves or changes, and then I'll tell you whether or not it's a good internet project or not. I think the second thing he taught me is, digital is all about taking the physical and making it better. So if I can't describe how it's better, I don't care if you call it the metaverse, I don't care if you call it Web 3.0, Web 2.0, it doesn't really matter. Like in most of the web generations, it's actually been about mm -hmm. interaction costs. It's been about how do you reduce the interaction costs in a way that gets a consumer much more connected and engaged so you can add value to their lives, okay? And you have to literally bring it down to that level of simplicity. Otherwise, it actually becomes a branding campaign where the technology companies make a shitload of money, the consumer is left with less money, and in the middle is a graveyard of companies that never make it. So just keep it really that. simple. Love that. Right? What, what is it that, that the technology is doing to add value? And how do I actually quantify that in a way that I can measure it and demonstrate to you that it's doing something better? When you can do those two things, I don't care what you call it. I love that because it is added value. Like, it's like, with the, the, like you mentioned about human connection and the, the virtual space, like the metaverse. When you hear, you know, like Mark talking about the metaverse, that's kind of what he's saying, that the metaverse is connecting people to added value on like engaging people from all over the world and creating community within your platforms that he's, he says kind of like something like, a, you know, close to this line that what he's creating with meta is not to stop the human connection, but added value to digital space as well as not saying that the physical is not going to happen, but it's just like how you can be more creating communities that you wouldn't be able to create on real, 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 real time, like in a real world, that you would be able to create with Meta. So I think if you go to this space, adding value what you're doing, I think that's going to be the winning this. I, look, I, 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 I learn again a lot from my kids, right? And my 24-year-old, what does she uh, use? What platform does she use? It's a great example. I, I was going to bring that up. She spends three to four hours a day on gaming platforms. Which on Roblox? Uh, I'm not even sure. Okay. All I know is that she's gaming all the time. So I, I wanted to understand why is that? Which connects all the way back to Meta and why I think uh, Mark has 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 something here. Okay. So 
she plays the games because she discovers amazing people and they become her community. And she actually plays back and forth from the game she's in, the people she discovers, and YouTube where she's able to engage in their content their much content. deeper. And I think that is powerful, right? So if the metaverse enables me to kind of sneak in through that screen and become part of that game, and through that game I get to meet people and make my community more relevant, that is a value add that hopefully deepens my experience in life and enables me to connect with people in a much deeper way. So that's that's that, where and that community that you perhaps wouldn't be able to find exactly if you're not engaging on gaming or playing on this platform, because then you really focus on what is the what is the community that I feel right for me to engage something that I like, you know, and I think that's how like gaming and the metaverse is gonna enable us to do is like finding the community that will feel that. We wanted to be part of. And uh, you're spot on. It's interesting. Like I, I thought she did gaming because she wanted it to be part of the game. No. No, actually, when she explains the stories to me, she explains the humor in the people she plays with. She explains kind of like the funny things they do. She she she's gotten very close just recently. Uh, one of the biggest gamers she follows actually passed away of cancer with 24 years old, okay? Yeah, everyone, and like all the teenagers are talking like about it. The impact that had on her, it's been unbelievable to me. But she knew all about that person. She knew all about that story. She knew all about his, his trials, right? And how he got through that and then where he ended up. She was deep into him personally, into him person. which goes back to this issue of being authentic and real. It wasn't like the game is like the big number in followers. Okay, who gives no, a it shit? Was about it was about the real person that he exactly. was. And Antonio, my son, he's eight years old. And then because he watched a lot of YouTube, so he didn't follow the, 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 the gamer, but he knew about it. And he came to me and asked, like, what is cancer? I was like, why are you asking me this question? It's like, oh, because there's a big YouTuber that he just passed. Because he had it was he was so young he was 21. Think about the and lives then, he touched. And then my son is eight years old. I know I it's incredible. Like, wow, it's incredible. Wow. So yeah, so I think when when that's what gets me excited. Yeah. About you know new technologies, it's just like how to create communities, how to connect, because on the day to day, like we go to school, it's not necessary we go to the best school that we will find our tribe, like, you know, the people that we want to engage. And I think those technologies, they're giving us an opportunity to actually, you know, play the game, but also making friends. So it's how you added value, we go back to the added value, how you added value to the lives of people, exactly. to the technology, then yes, we are all winning here. But to do it, when I talk about what's right for brands, again, but to do it without having a purpose, Behind this is what I am personally against. So for me, is everything we do in terms of strategy and ideas. What is the purpose behind? How we're adding value? How we're making impact? We agree on that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Because that's that was my point. Like not to do without having that thought behind it. Because then you're gonna fail. Because everything you do, you have to think why you're doing this. Yeah. Right. What's the added value here? Because that's your point. And, uh, and and like going back now to you know to Biosense, JVN, and, and Costa Brazil, uh, you know all the brands. Rose Inc. Rose Pipette. Pipette. You know, Pure King. Pure King. Giving people with diabetes yes. a real solution. Oh my Why God. the hell do people with diabetes oh not have God. access to a yes. real healthy sweetener? Right? Just wrong. That's wrong. Just really wrong. And we have co-created. Three brands now together. Yeah, Pure Cane. Pure Cane, Stripes, and now For You by, by Tia, Tia Mori. For You, is, I mean, yes. look, Tia Mori is just like She's so just deep in my heart. I'm just, I'm like, like, I didn't like. And how much me. I've learned about black hair oh culture. My God. How much I've learned about curl culture. How, how much I've learned about natural, right? Like, I love the community because oh they've taught God. me so much oh and I'm God. so excited to liberate them. I'm so excited to create a solution that says you ought to be exactly who you are and oh be proud of it Just and do it in space. an easy way. Watch this space. Something amazing you know, is coming through this uh, new free brand. And you can't forget Walmart. If it wasn't for Walmart saying we want a black female brand owner in our 
this stores. Is why it's a... Like think about the power of a retailer to say that. That's why that's why I think again value add impact. Show up every day, making Make the, world the world better. better. And then like what I mentioned about the co-creation, because what we have been doing and we have done recently with GMO right now for her, you know, hair care brand for you. We did a co we co-created right with influencers that are part of this black community that whole has all this you know uh, experience with their hair and since they were born and they added a lot of value on like how the brand should be you know positioning what's the right marketing to do with the brand and then I think co-creation we will see it continue to see it much more and then having that co-creation with the influencers, experience that in the real time, then you want to see like you can add the value when you go to the virtual space, right? Completely, but it, isn't that, isn't like, you, you have, to me again, everything comes back to fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Why would you pay a million dollars to some freaking marketing or brand agency that supposedly has all the answers and is gonna do research based on their philosophy and point of view when you can actually go directly and ask the consumer? Like, think about the brands we co-created. We had hundreds of thousands of consumers real-time real giving us feedback. Giving this I feedback. mean, the question of what do you like, clean or sustainable, and learning that what they really want to hear is that it's safe for them. And by the way, clean is safer. The it consumer knows best. So True. why not? This is all about the basics. Fundamentally, digital technology enables you to reduce dramatically interaction costs. Interaction costs are a barrier to connecting. If you can remove them, you can connect. And why not connect with the people that really know when you're creating? When you're creating, that's... Uh, it's fun. cheaper, it's, just... it's faster, and it's better. That's what and digital gives and you. And it's real, it's authentic. It's right? real. It's real, and then from there, then you know, like, if you wanted to create those virtual spaces that we're talking about it, it's easier, right? Because there's, like, what is it? Like, we create it together, through an experience of like four or three days and we can have an off podcast we're going to talk about like co-creation we've been doing here but just like and how to co-create it with them how best to join the technologies right the idea of hair conversations i mean look, yeah. think about it it's like every, doing co-creation actually will give you a to z of a brand launch all the way from the visual identity to what the engagement tools and the content needs to be for that brand and you can do all that for less than a half a million versus spend a million, get nothing more than a couple of words that then you have to learn all about. And yeah. by the way, every brand we've spent, we've developed with a big agency, within 90 days, we had to reset the brand. Why? We learned so much in the first 90 days that we had to adjust. The brands we co-create with a consumer require minimal adjustment and get traction right away. Right away. Think it's just it is just smart business, smart brand building, smart marketing. Isn't that what MG Empower does? Yeah, smart? So smart. You do smart. Yeah, so do you smart. do smart, we fast, like, better than yeah, anyone else. Exactly. Maybe not cheaper, but faster, better than anyone else. <laughs> no, we do. We're not so expensive, but we are very good at what we do. Uh, John, last question because I think I have the team saying, "Oh my God, five minutes, ten minutes." Uh, where do you see the future is going? Like, what is your, you know, like, your vision for the future? Because you're a visionary, and that's something that I love about you. Because like, we're here, but I know your head is, is a, you know, thousand miles I, away. Like, yeah, I don't look. I think the word visionary, I, I have a hard time relating to, because like, all I do is I work hard every day and I listen carefully. And if you think about uh, my listening and and the empathy I have for where the consumer is and where the world is today, that, that's kind of like what I see more of in the future. I want to find, like, we have a simple strategy. We look at interesting categories where we can be number one in, and we look at communities that we can actually reach and connect with. And that, that's our brand strategy. <laughs> it's really simple. Categories, communities. That enables us to find amazing partners that connect well with those communities mm -hmm. and enable our brands to succeed. What are those future categories? What are those communities? I can tell you on the community side, it's ones that are underserved. Why? I love providing access to people that otherwise would not get access to yeah. amazing things, okay? And I think coming out of COVID, the world consumers, people are uncertain 
They're betting more on science than ever before. And they are yeah. really focused on their wellness, mm -hmm. the wellness and health of their families. Mm -hmm. And more than ever, they care about our planet because they realize how fragile life is. And like, if you're human and you don't listen to that and have yeah. empathy for it, then you probably like, you shouldn't be here. I mean, so that's where the future is. The future is all about that deep empathy, that deep connection, listening, and then actually serving the people serving the people what they deserve in a better, more effective way so that we all do better. Love that. And we can expect it more brands coming, right? Look, I, I think uh, with 10 or 11, because uh, we have a couple of new ones coming this year and a couple of new ones next year, um, they're all going to be in that same strategy. I don't know that I want to do many more because like you can only, you got to think about brands as your children. Yeah. And there's only so many children you can feed you can. and keep healthy, right? So we have to be careful <laughs> how many we have. Yeah. Okay, maybe I can do one brand. Like, shall we create a brand together? We, we have another one. I mean, like, yes. I'm sure my, my next brand that I'm so excited about, I can't, I can't talk about, but it's a brand for skincare for a specific type of skin that is underserved. Okay. And that's exciting, right? So you and I will create that one together. Amazing. Another good. one. Okay, good. John, oh my God, we can stay here forever talking. Completely, I can't believe like, it's been an hour. I can't believe it's been an hour. Yeah. Like if you have a glass I gotta of go. wine, you gotta if go. you get a glass of wine, we will stay here the rest until of the, the rest of the afternoon, right? <laughs> we need to do that, right, John? We need to do one yeah. day without calls, yeah. without meetings, yeah, with a glass of wine, we drink and we talk, yeah. right? Exactly. And then we can have a, you know, like a, a phone record if you guys want to use the content later. Exactly. Can imagine. John. You know, like, I cannot say much words to you because I adore you. I think you are such an inspiration for me and I'm so grateful for, for everything you are, right? So you said about, like, listening. You are one of the best person that I've ever known my whole life that is a good listener. You listen to people without interrupting and you love listening because you observe and then we know how to to serve each person by listening to them. And I think this for me is a, uh, a great example that you know, knowing you, you give me uh, every day. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here in London. By the way, we're in London. So John lives in San Francisco, but he travels the world. So he's everywhere every week. Uh, and today he's here uh, at MG Power. Uh, and uh, I'm so delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hope you have enjoyed. Uh, Thank you for making me a better person. Yeah, Appreciate I do. Like, you know, like I, I can, guys. I can stay here forever talk good things about John. But thank you so much, everyone that's been listening to us. Uh, it's been, you know, a year and a half journey here with our podcast. And uh, if we're here today, it's because we're listening to us. And we are so grateful. Hope you have enjoyed this conversation. And I'm looking forward to see you soon on our next episode. If you're not following us yet, make sure you do. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. So, and I look forward to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to us.